Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey, that's me. And Micah. Would you guys get out of here? I'm still showering. (laughs) Plug it up. Plug it up. (laughs) Oh, we shouldn't laugh at that. So... Sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 1976 American supernatural horror film based off of the 1974 novel by Stephen King. His first one, Carrie. If you've got a taste for terror, take Carrie to the prom. Now I'm good. I'm all right. I wish they would have made it. It it wouldn't have made sense, but it, I wish they would have rhymed. Yeah. You got a taste for terror. Bring Carer. Bring her. Carer. <laughs> Carer to the prom. <laughs> the word you were looking for was adapted. Oh, that's all edited, so it just sounds weird that you just corrected nothing. I know. I'm... <laughs> now I gotta correct this. No, you, you're gonna no. cut this out anyways. Mike is talking nonsense over there. That was actually... Uh... I was adding social commentary. <laughs> Damn, y'all just <laughs> adding work for me. I hate y'all. Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 296 of this illustrious podcast in chapter four, the last chapter of our month of Stephen King horror movies. Oh, no. Y'all, we are four episodes away from 300. Yeah, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Can I kick someone in the chest for that episode? <laughs> oh I'll God. just yell, this is Sparta, and then leave the podcast. I think we should just watch 300. It's not a horror movie. Fucking do it. I like 300. So abs. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the so abs. scared. Gerard Butler. <laughs> Gerard. So when we were thinking of just the list of Stephen King adaptations there are a ton and i looked into the future of stephen king stories tons of his novels novellas and his short stories are becoming movies that's what happens when you make a couple that make almost a billion uh people are like all of them do it all make movies out of all of them until people are sick of them and then we'll stop so i i realized that we never did his first (laughs) novel at all so we're doing Carrie. And no, not the 2002 version of Carrie or not the 2013 version of Carrie or the other 100 adaptations of this story. So there are miniseries, a failed musical of Carrie. I'm sorry, a musical? Yeah. Bro. A musical of it. Uh, I'm going to need to get my hands on that. Tons of different things. Uh, television productions uh, f- adapted based on publish works so this story it's i don't know it it's it was a pretty cool idea back then pretty topical these days uh a kid getting bullied and kid has a weapon and gets revenge 
Um, I literally made that comment while we were watching this that I was like, and thus a school shooter was born. Yeah. Like this uh, is this is exactly just leave the fucking nerdy kids alone. Yeah. Like why you got to make them feel like shit? It's it's absolutely wild that back in 1974, Stephen King had a idea like this. Fun fact: his wife was the one that had him continue this idea. He got four pages in, and he gave up on the idea. He didn't think that it was that good. And uh, plus the fact of him writing in the mind of a, a high school girl, he just didn't think he could do it. So he gave up. And Tabitha, his wife, found the pages in the trash. And she's like, this is a pretty cool idea. You should keep going. He's like, okay. Well, uh, to support Stephen King, it is rather fucking hard to be a high school girl. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said he didn't want to like, I don't know make a shitty attempt at it and so yeah. i think he did a pretty good job of someone getting the sh- absolute shit bullied out of them i'd say and just their mindset uh but this is the story i he said he sold at first he sold the this idea for five thousand dollars which was a lot back in 74 and then he assumed when they were going to make like the movie adaptation and when the book was going to get published and be everywhere he'd get maybe twenty forty thousand you know that's a reasonable price. This book sold for four hundred thousand dollars, and he's like, "Oh, Jesus!" He Mary said he Christ. was on the phone when he heard that he would get at least two hundred thousand dollars just for writing a short story, and he said he fell. He just he was on the phone and just fell over, and he's like, "This is stupid." And he's like, "Yeah, you're like rich, and now you can keep making books." So two hundred thousand dollars isn't even that much anymore. That's but if somebody called me and was like, hey, you can have $200,000, I'd fall over. That's a lot <laughs> of fucking King, money. We just gave you a fuck ton of money. What will you do next? I'm like, are you, you a Nigerian? Oh, keep writing in isolation in Maine. <laughs> are, you, are you a Nigerian prince? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Filipino princess. Thank right. you. <laughs> but no, this story's spiffy. There's tons of of uh, articles and and just videos I watched about it. Uh, he this is one of his favorite stories, and I think he has a soft spot because it's his first one. Uh, sure, he was working on The Dark Tower before Carrie, but this was the first legit novel that came out. Uh, I think he said that The Dark Tower just uh, uh, the man in black fled across the dev- desert and the gunslinger followed. He said that was one, like one of the first big lines that he came up with when he started to write. And uh, but Carrie, this was the first big one. And it's not even that big of a book either. Um, the audio was nine hours long, which one of his newer books, Fairy Tale, is twenty nine hours long. So it was only seven. Seven? Okay, mm-hmm. I thought it was nine. Uh, oh, the Percy Jackson one I'm listening to. That's nine hours. So fucking Percy Jackson. Yeah, hell uh, yes. It's fun going back through it. <laughs> Sidebar: Those books are great. Yeah, <laughs> I love them. So uh, for the uninitiated, Carrie is a story about a girl. Her name is Carrie Etta White. And she is in high school. And even before high school, she was just getting dunked on for being overweight, ugly to to their eyes, and just a social outcast. And so after she gets her first period, uh, she's 15? 17. Oh, 17. uh, Gets her first period. That and trauma seems to unlock latent psychic powers. In the book, it's more than just telekinesis. It's... It's like she has the shine. A lot of people have a running theory that Carrie 
has the shine, and uh, she would have done real good in Doctor Sleep, <laughs> keeping people at bay. No, I'm just saying. Can you imagine like throwing fucking Carrie in that mix? God damn. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say there is like the Stephen King universe. Yeah. More or less, but it mostly less because I mean. Some things there is a direct like yeah those are the same person and he's going through different different universes, and then it's like I don't know it it, it in this current state of media where everything <laughs> has to have its own connecting universe yeah it's weird that nobody tried to do a Stephen King universe trademark 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 yeah trademark, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> on somebody else's work <laughs> it's it's funny depending on the director. There are connections. There will be books in the background, or people will just paint a picture of a cowboy walking in the desert, like in the mist. The uh, uh, he was Punisher, uh, Thomas Jane. He was painting a picture of Roland just in the background. They didn't acknowledge it. They were just like, "That's for you if you can see it." So, uh, but no, they haven't done the just whole hog of just having a Stephen King universe. A lot of his books, one of his newer books, it's still connected to the dark tower there are references to the tet corporation if you've read that far into it you know what that is and 19s are everywhere still to this day he still puts 19 in his books because that's that's a dark tower thing so uh, it's a very fun story so katie what did you think about carrie i really enjoyed the movie i only wish that they had the casting was slightly different and closer to the descriptions in the book. Um, just because there were not a lot of, and there haven't been a lot of um, like overweight actresses getting chances, especially at the time that this movie came out in the seventies. Um, and I know like that th- doing that puts in even more like hardships because then people are like, Oh, well, Why are you being, you know, so why are you bullying the fat girl and, you know, all of that thing. But like, that's what happens in the book. So it was weird to be because we read the book recently, like before we watched the movie and the descriptions of Carrie leading into like the all the crazy shit that happens like, oh, okay, yeah, I could totally see a bunch of boomers sitting in a locker room and fucking bullying this girl because she's overweight or bro that's for damn sure or you know it has pimples and stuff but then you watch the movie and it's like what sissy spacek right Mm -hmm. she's like a stick and you're like okay she's slightly like religious she's like a super religious girl and sheltered yeah but like well that doesn't warrant the amount of bullying that she gets like god no at least not by not by the standard like by what is happening but i liked the movie i thought it did uh aside from that a pretty decent job at showing off what she does in the book um and they kept it nice and tight at like an hour and a half they could Mm -hmm. have easily expanded this to two hours and shown what happens after the prom uh gone into what happens after the prom in the book but i really liked it i think to piggyback off what you were saying about them choosing a stick of a actress to do it i think it they focused more heavily mm-hmm. yeah on um the her being sheltered and living with a really shitty home life yeah i think that's instead the of yeah and yeah. then it made her you know a 
outcast socially. Just a weird kid. Yeah. And so, yeah, she, she was the weird kid instead of being the fat and weird kid. I think yeah. they just wanted to lean on something that, I don't know, maybe... I mean, there, there's never a time where we're not, you know, the population isn't dealing with some, with mental issues. Yeah, but, you know, bring, you know, maybe this was like one of their attempts to also kind of bring that to light, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is a better message. Like, don't don't you know, everybody lit, has different lives. Don't pick on people because you don't know what they're dealing with kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> better than the Mr. Whatever's Hannigan's phone or whatever. What, Harrigan, 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 not Hannigan. <laughs> Mr. Harrigan's phone. Where the, that's the, Annie. <laughs> yeah, where the, the story was, ooh, cell phones are bad. They're yeah. running your mind. You know, that's a shitty message. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> ooh, I don't, I don't mind not melt. Yeah. Phone good. <laughs> phone good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked the movie. Um, other than the intro was rough when it's like sensual sh- high school girl shower. It's yeah, like, it oh, can we beginning. move? And it lasted for like 10 minutes. And it's like, oh, dear God, can we move on? Yeah. Welcome to the 1970s. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, well, this portion of the movie did not age well. Brought to you by Bush. Right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Bush Light. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of Bush, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you said. But yeah, the the movie started out super awkward and then got progressively stronger. At, it, it did the right thing. Like it peaked right at the, you know, to, right at the at the end. It was like yeah. it had great pacing as you know, the, wh- whoever edited this movie together just paced it so goddamn well that it was yeah. like it just started out where it's kind of cringy. And I don't know, maybe, you know, it's probably different in the 70s, of course, when you're watching it for the first time. So maybe people didn't think of it as that cringe. Yeah. But it was just like the first like 20 minutes were just I, I it was just hard to watch because it was just so cringy. Yeah. And then, you know, like them, you know, abusing her in the locker room and throwing tampons at her. It's like, I get that you're trying to prove a point, but it's just like, it's so cringy. Like, why are you doing that? That's but and then it just got the the movie just got stronger and stronger and stronger the more like her powers came out the more mysterious and and then you know she started to be she never got unawkward but she became less awkward the more yeah. she was allowed to like actually like have lines and, and yeah, speak I think it was more she and, was like got more sure of herself and and the fact that they did a great job like not hammering the home life in but like giving enough of it that it was yeah. just like okay well but you could I see you could see her confidence when she started like standing up to her mom and all that i was like yes girl yeah more tell your mom to fuck off like no no no. you cannot tell a girl that if she prays hard enough her period will go away like fuck out of here Ugh. yeah that I, was that was absolutely angering for me to watch that when her mom was like, and the first sin of the Bible was intercourse. And I was like, bitch, no, come on. It's worse in the book. And we read it while we were driving or we were listening to it while we were driving. And like Otis was just sitting there quietly listening, trying to pay attention to this book. And I'm just fucking heated in the, like on my side of the car. Like how fucking dare you try to make this teenage girl who's 17, believe that she started bleeding out of her vagina because of her lustful, lustful eyes. Thoughts. Yeah. Lustful like, thoughts. Like, no, this is fucking basic biology, bitch. It happens to everybody. And if it doesn't, you need to go see a doctor. Yeah, pretty much every word that her mom said in this, I was like, girl, uh-uh. 
You better didn't. With what? Did I like the movie? Yes. It's oh, great. I can't. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you jumped in. I was like, wait. But Katie already went. I'm just supporting. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I love this movie. I've told just about everybody the story, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's funny to me. But my little sister and I, Jasmine, uh, we've watched a lot of scary movies. Um, she's not as crazy about them as, as me and my mom. But there's a scene early in this movie where a little boy is riding by on a bike. And he's like, creepy carry, creepy carry. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he just eats it, just eats shit off the bike. We laugh. I still laugh at it. I think it's the funniest scene in a movie. Micah legit went, I could watch kids fall off bikes all day. Yeah, it, <laughs> it makes me laugh. This movie, um, I forgot to talk about its accolades. Uh, it received two nominations at the 49th Academy Awards for Best Act- Actress for Sissy Spacek and Best Supporting Actress for, uh, I want to say the teacher, Lori. No, that's the mom. That's the mom. Piper Lori. Uh, it, spoilers. The reviews were awesome to this this was a pop culture just thing i have seen so many cartoons comics other movies spoof just someone getting something dumped on them and they just look crazy uh tons of awards and tons of lists where this was like this movie is a major influence on a lot of things in 2022 this film was selected for preservation in the united states national film registry by the library of congress so Enough people out there was like, this movie's legit. Uh, we should go do that. I uh, Micah brought up the fact that the pacing of this movie is A1. Uh, it builds. It's completely different from the novel. The novel says, like, this is the beginning. This is Carrie White. Here's another story or a book someone wrote after the massacre at the prom. So it tells you what happens at the end, at the beginning, and then it just kind of hops back and forth. So the book is written from somebody's perspective who lived through it. Multiple people's perspective. Ooh. So it's like uh, news, news, newspaper clippings, other books. People have written books about this. So it's like World War Z. Yeah. And then you do get the perspective of Carrie's life. So it's in her head. But other chapters will be like, oh, from the newspaper, from the Herald, a week after the prom incident. And it's like, we have no clue what the hell just happened and stuff like that. Uh, Sue Snell, one of the characters, she wrote a book after this. And so it's in her head of like how all of this could have happened or started. The book, I, it's, it's legit like World War Z. I liked that aspect of it. I know you can't do that with a movie. That's just a lot of work to go back and forth. Well, and the, and that's what happened with World War Z. The book was written like that. Yeah. The movie was not no, <laughs> at it's, all. It's, it'd be so much work to do that. But I love this movie. The third act, like Mike was saying, it builds. And the scene in the prom with all of the different scenes panning into what Carrie's doing in the prom, it's absolutely legit. Every time I see it, I stop what I'm doing and I just like sit and just watch when she finally figures out that she needs to do work in this prom. I think it's some of the best scary movie-ish stuff you could do. Uh, And back in 74, they did this. This is legit. Um, I love this movie. They've made multiple adaptations. I need to see the one with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, Yes, please. Good. It's probably, I know it's a little more updated. Um, especially at the prom. I've seen the prom scene. Um, yeah, they have video 
and they show that behind her after she gets the pig's blood dumped on her. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's I've seen day. the opening to it, and I think the opening in the Chloe one is a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that's what happens. Just things get updated with the times. Well, they like, you know, slight spoiler, they highlight her psychokinetic whatever right up front. Like, it's yeah. the whole... They how she was do, born and not, how yeah. like when she was born what her mom was trying to do to her and how basically as a fresh out of the vagina two second old baby stopped her mother like that's they bring that up in the book there mm-hmm. are scenes where she's a wee little thing and their house gets pelted with rocks and they're like where did these come from it was the child <laughs> so i honestly if you haven't seen carrie there are five billion different versions of it but I would check out the 1976 version. It's solid. Sure, there's some weird things about it. It's made in the 70s. Uh, Sissy Spacek gets to your boobs. Uh, you get to see John Travolta be a heel. An alright heel. Uh, there are other ladies that are way worse than him. Um, no, but he is an asshole. So yeah. You get to see the receptionist from Ferris Bueller's Day Off as a teen. And I thought that was yep. weird. Uh, Grace was her name. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, she was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, seeing her young was really weird because I've always seen her just older. Uh, the partner from RoboCop. Uh, I had a fat crush on her and she looked amazing in this movie. Uh, she's the heel in this. I was like, you know, try not to try not to fall for the terrible, terrible lady in this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> explain it like I'm five. The heel? The heel. The bad guy. Ah. The asshole. I'm sorry. I use uh, wrestling terms whenever I can. The yeah, fucko. a face is a good person because you can, they're just Face value. Heel. I don't know where that's from. It's an old ass term. I assume it's shit heel. Probably. Uh, they they say heel in the um, uh, the Grinch song. Mm-hmm. So it's old as hell, that phrase. So it's probably something like that. So let's get through the story. It's pretty quick. What I'll do is I'll sprinkle in things from the book uh, whenever I can. Uh, characters are pretty different. No, not not pretty different from each other. There are some specific people in this movie that they changed because, man, you can't have a movie where everybody hates this girl like the book. Yeah, You have to have someone that's like, I care about you. The book, not that many people care about Carrie. And it's like, you kind of deserve to do what you do in the book. I did not feel bad about Carrie, what, what she did at the end of the book. I was like, yeah, they suck. This whole town sucks. In yeah. the movie, they're like, okay, someone's got to like you. They have to, because that's just, this would be a depressing it's, movie. Well, other than that, it's a little bit more realistic if somebody yeah, is trying somebody's to care. Somebody's got to care. <laughs> but boy, howdy, it's, oh, man, I can't wait to tell y'all how the end of the book goes. So we meet up with 16, 17-year-old Carrie White. She lives with her crazy religious mom, Margaret, and she's very unpopular at school. In the book, it's because she's overweight and she's very churchy. In the book, it's... She has really bad acne. Yeah. In the book, it's very... I mean, in the movie, it's very much... She's just a weird kid. She's not that religious in the movie. They've kind of toned it down. Her mom takes her crazy religion and just bumps it up to 11. So she's really not that bad, but everybody hates her boy, Howdy. After first period gym class... Uh, she's in the shower and she gets her first period and not knowing what that means and never being taught about menstruation from her mom she proceeds to freak out because she thinks she's dying 
and everybody starts laughing at her. Even Sue Snell. And Sue's kind of a kind of a nice girl. Not right now. Miss Collins, the gym teacher, in the movie version, she is very tough and stern to Carrie and like slaps her and tells her to calm down. Like, come on, it, we all deal with periods. What are you doing? In the book, she she laughs for a second at first when she sees the girls throwing the pads at her. She's like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's fucked up. And then stops it. And then she's like, what are you freaking out about? She's like, oh, oh, this is your first one. She understands a little bit quicker. In the movie, she doesn't say the words, but I think they're still going at that point. So in the movie, they she gets her powers very quickly afterward. So as the principal is excusing her from class that day and keeps calling her Cassie and, and, and what? Oh, he says another C or K name. And she's like, my name is Carrie. And... Oh, she, he thinks he says Carrie Wright, and he's like, Carrie White is my name. She makes his ashtray just fly across the room or fall, and it breaks. Yeah, same thing happened in the book. And she heads home, and a little kid riding on the bike, just like the book, and he eats shit, and she laughs. At that point, she realized, like, wait, all I said was, I hope he falls, and then he fell. She's like, oh, shit, I think I can do this in the book. She quickly gets it. I guess in the movie, she also kind of went the same way with it. Well, in the book, she says it's a flex. She's flexing her brain Mm -hmm. to make it stronger. Oh, weird flex, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) So after arriving home, Margaret tells Carrie, boy howdy, that the menstruation is caused by sin. And if you weren't such a, a temptress... And a bad girl, you wouldn't be having. What'd she problems. say? First comes blood, then comes the boys, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like an old like seventies saying. That's just like you hear it, and you're like, "Wow, that's super cringe." But yeah. all right, she legit said, "If it weren't for your lustful thoughts, you wouldn't have bled. You would not have bled. Now go in the closet and pray." Yeah, I'm pray. like, bitch. Pray no. the periods away. Yeah, pray for hours. If only it were that easy, bitch. I can't remember if in the movie. I'm pretty sure if it was like that, we would have all prayed them away by now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I I can't remember if they say it in the movie, Micah, but just like in the mist with that crazy church lady, Carrie's mom says expiation. She like yells that phrase just like in the mist. She was like that was yeah. like her favorite word to say. She was like talking about sacrificing the boy. Mm-hmm. She's like expiation, expiation. Carrie's mom says it. Does she? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said you don't know if she. Oh, I, in I, the book, she it says might it. have just been in the book, but I, I can't remember if she says it or not in the movie. She tries to do it at the end of the movie. But, You're right about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if she said it. Yeah, yeah. you would probably have caught it if it did, but no, I don't remember her saying it. It was probably quick if it did happen. So the gym teacher, she realizes that man, I really need to get revenge on these kids. So she tells them. That they have week-long detention during gym class, so she's just going to smoke them. That's a, a military term. If you've never been in the military, they, they smoke you. They're like, you're not going to have fun with this. And so she says if anybody skips this week-long punishment, they can't go to prom. And all the girls are like, oh. And they're like, oh, now I got you. Yeah, yeah. now I know what, what hurts. So Christine, or Chris, she's like, fuck this. I'm going home. Yeah, screw you guys. I'm going home. And they're like, but Chris, you can't go to prom if you leave. Well, and the funny thing is, is like Chris is just like, 
hammering home how unfair it is and everything and then everybody else around her is like dude you need to chill the fuck out like it's not that bad like that's when everybody turns against her which is like a cool dynamic to see like everybody (laughs) turn against the asshole like right they're like we're bullies but i'm not that much of a bully bro i want to go to prom we're bullies (laughs) not whiny babies like you are it's funny in the book there's a chapter where she tells the gym teacher my dad's a lawyer and I'm going to prom. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Do, do you know? Do you know who I am? My dad owns a dealership. And so the dad comes to the school and he's like, I'm suing everybody because my daughter can't go to prom. And then they show him all the time she's been a bully. And he's like, oh, she's a piece of shit. He actually like, he's like, oh, I'm going home. And so Chris gets in even more trouble. She's like, I didn't know you were a bully. I thought just this happened randomly. So Chris is like, oh. So that kind of sparks the vengeance plot from Chris and her boyfriend, Billy Nolan. Hey, it's John Travolta with the sweet ass hair. <laughs> so they break into a farm and kill two pigs. I don't know if they kill two pigs in this one. I know they smash one. Dude, the fact that they just like had him go in and just start fucking killing pigs. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was something in that facility that was full of pig's blood. Like, yeah, that that was just like, oh my god, that they, he, oh, oh, yikes, sociopath! Like, god yeah. damn. And that actually happens in the book. Um, they're like, we could find this somewhere else, but no, we want the fresh stuff. We want this to like hurt. And so they kill, they smash two pigs' heads in, slit their throats, and drain them. They get two buckets, and Billy's like. Uh, you know, if we do this, this is hardcore. This is assault, just so you know, Chris. And she's like, yeah, no, we're doing this. He's like, okay. Also, it's wild that, like, there wasn't, like, a... I mean, obviously, they're not going to do it for the movie. But, you know, no investigation, no fucking, like, big yeah. news report or anything. Just, just slaughtered. Just yeah. fucking smashed. Like, can you imagine the workers going in the next morning going, like, what the... Like, what yeah. kind of ritualistic nonsense yeah. yeah in this tiny town yeah that's 100 that's absolutely crazy 100 percent. someone would have been like uh my pigs got fucked up the other night somebody needs to pay yeah so they ice the blood i don't know if they do it in the movie they just don't explain it but in the book they ice the blood they like freeze it i guess and so it's ready because a few days go by and they place the blood in buckets and they place it above the school stage in the gymnasium because they're like pig's blood for pig and they say it multiple times in the in the book they're like we're gonna get her so norma chris's best friend is going to rig the prom queen election so that carrie gets to win in the book they don't rig it they talk about doing it but just she just gets votes and everybody's like okay carrie's here that's cool and they tie they actually tie with another couple and they have a rerun and they win by one vote. The vote that Tommy put in. Because Carrie's like, I don't want to vote for myself. He's like, no, let's do this. And so, a little more of a destiny situation. So, Sue is having herself a, a, a little bit of a face turn. She was, like, mean at first. But she's like, no, I don't want to feel like this, you know, with Carrie and stuff. I was going to say, I think the the movie did, a, did it like, oh, hey, the... Did did it get rigged in the movie? Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it because with the way they made it seem like everybody was cheering for her, like 
we did the nice thing. Well, you it's know, funny like, in the like, book, like the couple that yeah. Tommy was in, they were like, dude, no, we are literally trying to do something nice for a change. Well, it's funny. Some of the kids were cool with them. And then in the, in the book, they actually cheer. They're like, Oh crap. She won. That's awesome. And then when bad things happen, they start laughing because kids are very influential about their environment. So Sue, she asked her very popular and very handsome. He's so dreamy boyfriend tommy to invite carrie to the prom because she's not gonna go even though she did the week-long punishment she's not gonna go and tommy tries his best to convince carrie that this isn't a prank i'm not goofing you know new boot goofing out here i really want to take you to the prom and he wears carrie down and she finally says yes uh in the book it's the same thing she thought they were pranking her and he was like, no, I really want to take you. And she's like, but why? And he's like, I, I just think you would have a good time at the prom. And she's like, okay. And instantly her attitude goes up in spades until she gets home. And her mom is like, well, you looked way too happy. What's happening? And it's, it's, it's a lot. But in the book and the movie, Carrie starts getting a backbone at home. And she starts realizing that she has powers. In the book, she is exercising her powers every night. She starts lifting her bed with her in it and lifting things in the room all at the same time. She's like, I want this to be stronger. And so in the movie, she's just good at it. Um, But in the book, she has to work it. And she's like, it's a muscle. I need to get better at this. And the more she works her powers, the more she starts getting bass in her voice. And she's like, no, we're doing this. And just like in the movie, she tells the mom, she's like, no, I'm going to prom because I want to go. And someone invited me, and I want to feel popular. And the mom's like, no, he just wants to get in your pants. She's like, nope, uh, I'm going to prom, and you're going to stay here, and then I'm going to come back. And she's like, oh, you know, just terrified. So Carrie puts on a very, very nice dress and heads to prom. So the mom, Margaret, she sees Carrie's powers. In the movie, she makes her, like, throw herself on the bed a couple of times, and she's like, you stay here. And I'll be back from the prom. Don't wait up. And then she leaves. And and we get a couple of scenes afterward where Margaret's like, man, I'm about to kill her. I should have killed her a long time ago. But I'm going to sharpen this knife. And I'm going to stab her when she gets back. Because she's a witch. Uh, In the book, there are multiple lines and chapters where the mom says, when you were born, I should have killed you. Because your dad wanted you. I thought sex was a bad thing and then we had you i should have killed you then but your dad's yeah uh she says that your dad stopped me the first time i wanted to get you well she says that in the movie too she said i should have done away with you the first time i knew about you yeah and i was like boy well and then and then when carrie's like dude we everybody knows why that dad just left your ass like left you on red man like (laughs) he wasn't called away by the lord or any bullshit no you were fucked up and he said bye bitch but that was that was probably why he left was because she tried to do away with the kid but yeah the fact that he didn't try to take the kid with him yeah in the book he had a i don't think there's any in cahoots with it but he had a mysterious accident at work he worked in construction and something like fell on him there wasn't like oh i don't understand how that fell on him it just just happened but in the movie they're like uh, he'd probably leave because she's kind of a kook 
So at the prom, Chris and Billy, they hide under the stage. In the book, they're in the rafters with the buckets. But they hide under the stage, and their friends switch the ballots to ensure that Carrie wins prom queen. And Tommy's going to win prom king easy, so they don't have to really mess with that. And Carrie, she's starting to enjoy life. Life seems a bit better now. Uh, people don't just instantly laugh at her. She seems like a normal kid. And I don't understand what this was. This didn't really happen in the book. But Tommy uh, kisses Carrie. And there's a situation of like, man, I really like you, Carrie. I don't know what I'm going to do next week with my girlfriend. But... Yeah, he's like, you called my poem beautiful, even though I didn't write it. It's it so... wasn't my poem. <laughs> it, it was weird. They had to add, it had to add some really nice stuff. Nice highs before we get to the lows. So Sue, she actually goes to the prom because she gets a weird feeling. In the book, a lot of people get weird, shiny feelings in the book. And Sue gets one. She's like, something bad's going to happen tonight. And she actually, in the book, she doesn't head to the prom. She just feels something bad. But in the movie, Sue shows up and she sees Chris and Billy. She sees their like silhouettes. And then she sees the string. And she sees the bucket, and the bucket's just jiggling. I don't understand why it's jiggling so hard. And so she understands that they're going to get something dumped on them. Sue tries to go for the the the, the play read and stop it. But then the teacher, Miss Collins, is like, oh, Sue, you're doing bad stuff. Get out of here. And drags her out of the prom. And then Chris and Bully, Chris and Bully, <laughs> Chris and Billy, pull the rope. Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> And the bucket of pig blood hits Carrie in the book. It hits Billy too, or Tommy too. But then the bucket comes down, and in the book, the bucket cracks him in the top of his head. Happens it, in the movie too. Yeah, yep. it um, it he they say it's some type of like he gets a seizure and a concussion because it just hit in the perfect spot, and he's down. And the fact that he didn't get any help for a long time was the reason he died. In the movie, he's like he's dead. I'm like. He wouldn't die that fast, but what do I know about head injuries? Oh, no. He's yeah. dead. But it's more of he died because he was down, couldn't get help, and he was on fire in the book. <laughs> so in this moment, <clears throat> when they, first of all, it was really fucked up how they just went to a pig farm and he was like, well, bow, with a sledgehammer. That was horrific. <laughs> Second of all, this was like two days before the prom that they set this up. I sat there and I looked at Micah and I said, that gym would have been rancid. Absolutely. Absolutely rancid. Although it's a small town with a big pig farm, so maybe everything maybe smells like that. But legitimately, first of all, the sheer metallic smell yeah. and the just desiccated oh it'd be terrible. horrific that's why they smell. freeze that's why they freeze it in the book yeah it'd be so but bad in oh, this movie so just having this open bucket barely hanging on in the rafters yeah, of just, this gym just jiggling up there <laughs> haphazardly hung like it would have stank to yeah. high heaven. Ugh, so gross. I don't think I would have been able to walk into that gym. I would have been like, and we're done. Yeah. Good night. Fucking terrible. So the second the pig's blood hits Carrie, and just like the kids, they didn't get better. Uh, they kind of eased up on her before the prom ended, but uh, they started laughing at her, and they laughed real hard. And in her 
I don't know if it's psychosis or just her moment, Carrie sees faces in a kaleidoscope of laughter, and she sees Mrs. Collins, and she sees the principal laughing at her. She sees Sue laughing at her. She sees everybody laugh. And then Carrie decides in the movie that enough is enough. And then we get the cool multi-angled like scenes. You see zoom-ins, and she closes all the doors, and then proceeds to take out the senior class. Uh, it's awesome. She sprays down... Uh, not Chris. She gets the one girl with the red hat, hits her with a hose for like a full Norma. minute. Norma. And that would jack you up if you got hit with a hose that close. Well, and she got hit trying to climb out the window. She was trying to climb and that hose went, uh-uh, bitch, you sit down. <laughs> that hose would have extended her butt crack quite far up her yeah. back. The principal gets electrocuted because there's water everywhere. That happens in the, the book. It was actually the band. They were like, we need to get out of here. And then they touch electrical things and they all go up. And then that causes... The fire. Carrie leaves at this point. Uh, actually, Mrs. Collins, she gets smushed by the uh, basketball goal, right? And then some kid gets smushed in the um, the retractable stands. Those things are scary. Our school had retractable stands. I know, but Yeah, almost every school does now. It's scary. And they, they are like hardcore. Like, you don't fucking go yeah, back there. Yeah, you can die easy back what, there. What, would, what did we want? Oh, I think it was like an episode of Bones or something where a kid gets trapped in Ugh. there and they find the body. In oh, the, God, gross, yes. Bro. He was he was getting a blowy and some blowy guy was Joey. like, Heck yeah. you took my girlfriend. And then he shut the bleachers on him and absolutely pancaked the fuck out of that kid. Yeah, those things are strong. Mm-hmm. So Carrie leaves the prom and everyone's still getting jacked up the place is completely on fire and she heads home yeah uh on her way home she sees chris and billy they're hopping in the car and they're like we're gonna run her over and she gives them a sweet ass look and the car flips and then all the gasoline they had in the back seat of that car goes up and it explodes along with the dynamite that was in the back seat (laughs) and that car it fucking explodes and they're gone hooray bye john travolta she heads home. He yeah. said, staying alive? No thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'll go through the movie and then I'll go back and tell you the book ending. So she heads home. It's one of my favorite scenes when Carrie gets the bathtub ready for her. If you look, you can see the mom behind the door oh. just standing there for that a very the long time. That was the creepiest thing right behind that mannequin. So I was like, girl. It's ugh. so good. If you're not like, after a while, you, you, you'll see it, but it's that instant like, is that the person back there? Oh, it's the mom. And then when Carrie is leaving the shower, the mom comes out and she's like, Mom, you were right. They all laughed at me. They're all going to laugh at you. And, you know, bad things happened. And then the mom's like, yeah, you're a witch. And I should have killed you a long time ago. Stab in the back. And then Carrie is on the defense as after falling down some stairs. And then she lights up her mom's body with sharp objects and makes her look like that weird creepy Jesus statue. Oh, she real did though. That was in the little Jesus closet. And then I don't understand this part really, but I think Carrie had regrets about her powers and what she did to her mom and the powers seem to turn inward on her and the home sinks in and she drags her mom's dead body into the Jesus closet and then the house goes into a hole and she's dead everyone's dead sue is still alive good for you and she heads to the zone of where the home was 
and she sets down a nice little flower and Carrie's hand comes out and she starts freaking out. But it was all a dream. And she is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And that's the end of the movie. Now let's reverse back to the prom in the book. So the blood hits. She laughs. Watch her right foot. Eh. Uh, everyone laughs at Carrie. She actually runs out of the prom. She slips and falls a couple times. Someone trips her. She, she runs out of the prom and says, I just want to go home. And then that little voice in the back of her mind is like, but you got powers. And she's like, yeah, you're right. So she, <laughs> Sometimes it do be like that, yeah. though. So she goes to every hydrant around the school and strips them. Water shoots out of them. So there's no water. And heads back into the prom. Actually, she heads to the door, locks it, and then proceeds to click on the sprinklers, electrify a lot of people, and then set it on fire. And so when they tried to get out, they couldn't. And then when the fire department got there, there was no water to save the kids. Holy motherfuck. So the whole school goes up. But she is not done. I need to read this. It's wild. So Carrie's not done. She heads into town. Every gas station she comes to, she explodes it. And every Transformer she sees, she blows it up. And they talk about that anyone close enough just hears Carrie White in their head just chanting. So she's able to just project her anger out into the town. And so everyone can hear her name being called. And she proceeds to legit set this town on fire. So the fire department can't get to certain spots. They can't have water to save the place. And she's just keep blowing up things. Um, They say at least a thousand people die in the book. The town legit. No, it's 460 and there was like 18 people still unaccounted oh, yeah. for. Uh, I think another version, it's like she kills everybody. But she takes out just about everybody. Um, Chris and Billy, they head to a bar. And then they're like, what's happening? Why is everybody screaming? Oh, and not after, not until after he rapes her. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a weird scene. But uh, they hop into the car and Carrie jacks them up. So that still happened. So Sue gets this bad feeling. And she starts walking, and she's having stomach pains because she's pregnant. With so Tommy's child. Yes, with Tommy's child. What who the is now, fuck is happening? Who is now on fire. So she finds Carrie, and Carrie doesn't kill her. She's one of the few people that gets away in the story because, well, she was pregnant, and she didn't want to kill the kid, you know? Uh, give the kid a chance. And so... In the book, she heads home, and the mom still attacks her, and she causes her mom to have a heart attack. And then the home goes up, and she saves Sue. She actually pushes her out, and the home... I thought Sue was there. No. So she kills her mom first, Mm -hmm. and then she goes through the town and wrecks everything. And Carrie is, like, dying in a ditch because her mom stabbed her with a knife. Oh, yes. And Sue finds her and is, like, leaning over her body trying to take care of her, like, help her not die. And Carrie is like, no, you set this up. You tricked me. You tricked me. You tricked me. Like, you're the reason all of this happened because you, like, basically told Tommy to go with me. And Sue begs her, look through my mind, I promise you. I didn't do this. There were no ill intentions. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. 
And then Carrie does and realizes that Sue was never trying to hurt her. And um, she lets Sue live. But while all of this is happening, it's so traumatic that Sue has a miscarriage. So, yes, uh, the book is wild. Uh, Carrie goes on a rampage. And I wish they could have shown that. But in the 70s, that had been a whole lot of effort and money. I get it. But I would love a version of this movie where we just see very vengeful Carrie just go. Apparently the 2000, what is it, 13? 13. The Chloe Moretz mm-hmm. version is very true to oh, the cool. book. Didn't you say the 2002 the one was? 2002 as well. Um, but they are very true to the book. So Sweet. I would be very interested in watching, honestly, both of them and just being like, Please tell me that you gave me like angry Carrie in yeah. this yeah, instead of just contrast. like, oh, look, angry Carrie has big eyes and then everything caught on fire. I did yeah. like the way that they kind of alluded to the only reason why Sue survived because the teacher didn't was that the teacher pushed her out. So she's yeah. like, you know, thank you know, I, w- what grace of God let let that happen to me, you know, yeah. pushed me out before I had to suffer like she, you know. And it's funny in the book, uh, the, the teacher, uh, Miss Collins, she laughed uh, when the blood hit Carrie. She laughed for a little bit and then was like, oh, my God, this is bad. And the principal, I don't think he actually did laugh, but Carrie just, he was there. He, he shouldn't have been in there. And Carrie took care of everybody. Actually, the principal was able to scoot out. There was one door that Carrie didn't think about. So the principal and a few students got out. Uh, the principal. Not in the movie. Uh, the principal, he um, resigned. He was like, yeah, I'm done being a teacher. That was a lot. Uh, the town is ruined after that, and Carrie's dead. So that's the end of uh, Carrie. Uh, they did make a sequel, and it was her cousin. I believe they're related. But there's another kid in the white family, and they got powers. And it's kind of the same beats, but just updated. And it's got the son from Home Improvement in it. So, Katie, oh. who was your favorite character in Carrie? Tommy was my favorite character. He was the only one who was not a douche the whole time. Yeah. He genuinely, like, he never treated Carrie bad from the jump. He was just, like, a normal dude trying to live his fucking life. Yes, he was part of the popular kids, but he wasn't picking on her at all. And then He wasn't it, a dick. Yeah, and when it came time to, like, actually go to the prom and do the whole thing, he was more than, he was willing, and he treated her kindly and, like, took care of her and... Yeah, dude was awesome. Micah? Uh, I'm going to go with the teacher uh, for a while. It seems like she had to bitch slap everybody back into reality. Like Everybody got slapped. Er- everybody just got so excited to jump on the bandwagon of hate for a second there, and then she just bitch slapped everybody back. So it was a dynamic that, like, I don't know, Carrie was the outcast, and then all of a sudden it was Chris, and it was the teacher that kind of, like, brought that out. Because she's like, you know, everybody needs to hate on the hater right now because uh, <laughs> fuck that bitch. <laughs> and I like that she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to work your guys' asses off. Y'all need to be in prom shape. Let's go. <laughs> Boot camp. Um, yeah, she just took charge and wasn't waiting for the principal who, you know, is obviously a big piece of shit. And yeah, she just took charge and was like, oh, well, I'm just going to handle this. And I'm going to slap some bitches right now. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> so, yeah, a bitch slapping teacher. Okay, so my favorite 
I do agree with Tommy, but I'm going to go with Carrie and Sue. I liked that Sue, like, she had her moment of normal high school teenage girl, like, ha, 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 right at the beginning. And then after that, she was like, oh, shit. Well, this girl doesn't have, like, any friends. She has nothing. So, no, I kind of, I appreciated that. So, I would have to say just those two. I, it's weird. When I was a kid... It was, I don't know, I guess Tommy when I was a kid, because I was like, well, he cares. Uh, he does care now. And I watch it again. But no, I'm going with Carrie, uh, especially after reading the book where she didn't deserve any of the hate she got. She just wanted to just be a kid and learning that Carrie's character was based off two people from Stephen King's life that got bullied and they died. One from suicide and one just from a disease. And he was like, yeah, I chose the name Carrie, but I know their real names and I'm not going to use them because that's be a terrible thing to do. But Carrie's based off two people that were absolutely shitted on in life. Uh, Carrie's awesome. Uh, she does work in the book and this movie. She is a hoss and it's a shame that she got stabbed up and bled out. So, Katie, what was your least favorite character? Mrs. White. Carrie's mom is an absolute fucking bitch and she got everything she deserved and not enough actually. I would have ripped that bitch to shreds. Um, the fucking religious insanity that is Margaret White or was Margaret White is just fucking atrocious and anyone who is living through that right now who has parents that are doing that to you I'm very sorry because the shit is absolutely wild and no one should ever be put through that. The fucking torture closet with the fucking super stabbed Jesus and all the like atone for your sins and I'm going to punch you and I'm going to like whip you because, you know, menstruation is the, the first sin that everybody deserved is fucking trash. So fuck Mrs. White. She was the worst. Micah. Well, I, I know, but it's like I don't want to. I don't want to be a bandwagoner like in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not riding the bandwagon. I hate train over here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris was pretty fucking shitty. Yeah. I mean, she was a yep. whiny bitch that. I don't know. I'm going to say the, the combination of Chris and lightly John Travolta's character. Billy. Billy. Uh, mostly Chris because she was a whiny bitch. And I liked that she basically had the whole school turn against her. Well, most of the school turned against her. Like, yeah. that was fucking awesome. Like, th this had some, like, weird, like, today relevancy tropes yeah. that it's just like, damn, that holds up really well. Yeah. Just not that first scene. Yeah. Kids are like, I want to go to prom, so shut up. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, everybody's like, dude, can you just, like, and, it, and like, poor Sue is like, dude, I'm, like, your best friend, and even I'm like, you're breaking my heart with how shitty you are right yeah. now. Like, damn. Chris is a monster. Uh, and Billy for, you know, being just like a, yeah, sure, babe, let's, let's fucking do it. Like, yeah. uh, you're giving me head you're in the parking lot. Like, right now. I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> I'll go smash a pig's head in. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking why not? Let's do it. Sounds awesome. That sounds great. This sounds like a good old fucking time. What else are we doing? Drugs? Yeah. <laughs> hey, throw me a beer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, that. I don't want to say power couple because there, there was no power in that couple. No. 
The power to fly and flip really hard and explode. Yeah. <laughs> Fires. Power hey, couple. Who's your favorite character? Least favorite character. So, though I do agree with the mom, I'm going to have to say religious bullshit. <laughs> because fanatical garbage beliefs like that are so destructive and so, so dangerous. Like, it's believe what you want. Believe how you want. I don't care. That's your choice. But the whole point of a mother telling a daughter that if you pray hard enough, your periods will stop. And because you thought about a boy is why your body is bleeding. No. Get out. Absolutely not. That That's like grounds for CPS. That's uncalled for. So religious bullshit like that i don't care what religion you are i don't care where it came from but if you're gonna go all not so crazy like that bye so that's my least favorite character so it's funny there's always multiple villains in stephen king stories um usually it's the really magic monster thing and then there's the low level villains that usually are worse just like in it we have a fear clown that just wants to eat kids. And then we have Henry, and he's a bully, but he's the type of bully. He's like, I'm going to carve my letters into your stomach, fat boy, because I'm that fucking evil. And then at some point, he's like, I'm just going to kill these kids because I'm crazy. Uh, Henry's way worse than the fear clown, which is crazy for me to say that sentence because there's a clown actually eating kids. But Henry is real. He's just a person that hates people. And he's racist. In this story, we have Margaret. She's crazy and just full of the, the crazy church vibes. But Chris is just a high school student, and she's an absolute monster. And she's like, I want this. I want Carrie to be sad. I want her to be ruined because that's just what make me happy in life. Uh, Chris is the worst, man. Uh, it's funny. In the book, Billy tells her, hey, we do this pig blood thing. This is assault. Uh, you can go to jail for a very long time, uh, just so you know. And Chris is like, hell yeah, we're doing this. And Billy's like, I'm down to do it because it's funny. But he actually says in his head in the book that I don't care who's under the bucket. Chris wants Carrie to be under the bucket 100%. Billy's like, I don't care if it's Tommy. I don't care if you're under that bucket in his head. He doesn't say it to her, but he's like, any of your friends under the bucket, I dump it. I don't care if it's Carrie. She's a weird kid, whatever. But, man, uh, yeah, Chris is, Chris is a mess. So, let us do seven-word synopsis. I only have one. I could think up more, but eh. Uh, mine is, creepy carry, creepy carry. Ha ha. That's one word. Eats shit. Uh, I'm telling you, that kid falling, man. That shit's hilarious. And Katie said she would just, like, karate kick him. She wouldn't even use her powers. She would just kick him off the bike. I'd punch that kid in the fucking mouth. <laughs> I could watch fucking kids fall off bikes all day. Fuck. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, Katie. I only have one, because I was really into this movie. Religious mom drives daughter to telekinetic powers. Wipe that smile off your face, Norma. <laughs> And I wish my death is that orga- orgasmic. <laughs> yeah, Dude, the was... mom dying at the end was like, "Whoa, is she? Oh, is she get? She, is like, she get a little bit too uh, oh, good feels out of this?" She had knives in her body, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, that was weird, like orgasmy oh. thing." It sure was. Okay, I have ill-informed male pigs should be slapped. 
when that fucking principal was like, you need to just go home. I'm like, you fuck right out of here. Uh, you'll get canned for this, you bitch. I loved that because almost every teacher in that school would have been fucked up because yeah, of the way they were acting. And then my alliterative, Senior Spotlight Showcases Sissy SpaceX Psychokinetic Showdown. Heck yeah. Nice. So, this film came out November 3rd, 1986. It's so old. 1976. It's even older. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think the budget for Carrie was... Katie. I said three dollary dues because I have zero reference point for movies from the 70s. Three dollary dues, <laughs> no reference for. From the 70s. Yes. <laughs> Emma. Sorry, my microphone was temporarily unavailable. Uh, I said two dollary dues. Micah. You split the difference and go right down the middle? Are you on Dollary Dinks or the Dollary Do's list? Stop asking questions and try to formulate an answer. You're all making me think of other things. Um, you know, I'm going to go buck fucking wild. Uh-oh. Four Dollary Do's. Oh, Jesus. Love me. All right. Sorry, I'm a big spender when it comes to these. Hey, big spender. Should have went lower. So the budget was 1.8. Dollar I was so close. You were very close, Emma. Fuck. We surrender. <laughs> Spend some dough at table three. <laughs> so, what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? I went real high for this, I think. Yeah. $50 dues. 50 Damn. Emma. Katie said, this movie was so good. Those 1970s people said, take my whole wallet. <laughs> uh, I said, $30 dues. $30. 30 30 Mike. I'm going to lowball this one. I know it was popular, but I'm going to say $17 dues. Still not a bad guess. Uh, well, it's still a lot of money for the 70s. But this film made... $33.8 dues. God How the fuck it, did Emma. I get so close tonight? I'm so proud of myself. Ooh. Which, for its time, was amazing. Everybody went and saw this movie. They were like, dude. 16 blast. times its fucking budget. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's awesome. Everyone loved it. It's, it's fucking cool. So, like I said, this was the beginning of scary films. There were a couple of spinoffs, not spinoffs, uh, what's the word? Copycat movies of I have powers and I'm gonna use them against people. Made and they were like, that's like Carrie, but they made money too because people want to see things like this. It's so different, you know. Um, but yeah, this was the beginning of Stephen King being the horror writer that he is and making a lot of money. He makes a lot of money off these books, so yeah, it made its money. Uh, minority kill count. There was at least one black couple at the prom. Um, they might I have got out in the b of the back, though. We don't know. Okay, so you're saying say none? No, I'm just saying we have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Fuck. Uh, okay. Add two. So the new number is <gasps> 370 in a Tito Turtle and a house in a plane full of vampires and a burning gym so that is the end of carrie but it's not the end of our podcast because i have a few questions for everybody um this is the end of stephen king month wait 
Can I say something else about this? Yeah. So I don't spend a whole lot of time looking at who does movies. Obviously, Mm -hmm. like you you get a movie and you're like, oh, yeah, fucking that guy, you know, Steven Spielberg or, you know, uh, James Cameron. Like everybody knows like that, the the main ones. But like looking at, uh, oh, shit, what, what, uh, Brian Dalma. Oh, De Palma. De Palma. Yeah. Um, looking at his work, he's so all over the place. Yeah. He fucking did Scarface. Yeah. Director of Scarface and fucking uh, The Untouchables. Yeah. And the fucking banger Mission to Mars. Like, come on. It's it's weird when, yeah, a director just does, like, I want to do a horror movie. <laughs> just do it. Like, that's cool. But yeah, but he, what I'm saying is just, like, he, he did, like, the Black Dolly. Like, he did some, like hardcore bangers that are like you know people look at them and and are like yeah that fucking movie is like a classic you know and then he does something like i mean oh he did the first mission impossible like his his repertoire (laughs) is literally just all over the place he's just like yeah i'm fucking good at making movies so i definitely uh, feel like uh directors from the 70s had a lot more opportunity slash leeway to be able to jump genres like that there are a lot of people like if you go back and look at people who were directing at the time that directed like okay now i'm gonna do a drama now i'm gonna do a comedy now i'm gonna do a horror now i'm gonna do this and they did all the things and now like horror has become kind of looked down upon um for for a long time not right now not not 2023 when the comedians took over when the comedians took over a few years ago it it popped back up uh, into being like holy shit it was the same people it was you know del Del tormo uh, yeah guillermo del Del tormo guillermo del toro (laughs) eli roth yes it it was like everybody was typecasted yeah and then and and it was a bunch of like no-name people putting out all the horror movies like it's all coming from like the same studios, but nobody's ever heard of any of the directors because all they've ever done is horror movies. And I think in the seventies, people got seventies and eighties. People got a lot more chance to like, okay, I'm going to try like this insane cop, like drug Lord thing. And then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we're kind of moving into an era now where people are getting to do that more. Like people who do comedy stuff is, are also doing, um, horror and like you know in 15 or 20 years people's resumes like the the people who are directing right now the, of all the stuff we really fucking love that's going to be the people who have these like crazy ass resumes well, that have and done everything and now all the directors are former actors yeah so it's like former top tier actors who did something got tired of being typecasted so they're like fuck it i got money let's go st- Pitch this plot. Let's go typecast someone else. Let's go typecast others. <laughs> yep. Let's be on this side of the table for the chain for a change. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I was oh, looking. Cool. I was looking at the director's work because his name looked familiar, and yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy did some absolute bangers and some absolute duds, and some that are treasures yeah. for other reasons than being good. <laughs> yeah. I I forgot to bring up Brian De Palma because it's pretty cool just the way this movie looks it's very much he does it all the time so this is the end of stephen king month so i have a question for everybody what stephen king story this month was your favorite so the first chapter was mr harrigan's phone that's a story about a a scary ghost just killing kids because the kid tells him texts him Second was In the Tall Grass. And that's a story about 
how you should stay in your car and don't get out and help people <laughs> in a giant field of grass because you might get eaten or stabbed or become part of the grass. Chapter 3 was Dr. Sleep. That's chapter 2 in the story of Danny Torrance and the Shinning and how he has to return back. Are you trying to get sued? Right. He has to return back to the Overlook and not get sued and take out a group of people that like eating shine. And then tonight's story was Carrie, the, the, the school psychoing. I was going to say shooting. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way. Uh, just a kid with sweet ass gnarly powers is taking people out. So, Katie, out of those four, which one was your favorite of the month? Dr. Sleep. That was the most well-rounded movie of the four that we watched. It had suspense, drama, love. Like, there were all the things. It brought in the shine. It was Like, the bad guy was fucking creepy. Um, and there were no points. I mean, I didn't read Dr. Sleep, so... Great book. So maybe I would have been a little more uh, upset. Oh, absolutely. Uh, about the things that happened in it, but the way, <laughs> but but I feel like there wasn't a dull moment in Doctor Sleep, and there wasn't anything that was so jarring that I didn't like it or anything like that. Like I don't know, Doctor Sleep was a fucking banger. That was a great ass movie, Micah. I could use some Doctor Sleep right now. <laughs> yes, you yeah, could, but. Yeah, Doctor Sleep was definitely it's it's hard not to say Doctor Sleep. It was so fucking good. Oh my god. Um that's the first one we've watched in a while where I was like, okay, that one was just a great fucking movie all around. Um I don't know, close I don't want to say close behind, but I think second would definitely be uh in the tall grass. Yeah, I like Other than the like it, it did it did get try to get a little bit too big for what it was and, yeah. and had and fell into some major plot holes. But it was good. I like I liked the movie a lot. Yeah, like way more fun. than and you know and then Carrie, Carrie but then there's Carrie and it's like well how do I bring but and then at the bottom of course Mr. Harrigan's phone. Yeah like, meh <laughs> Ooh, cell phones are bad. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely Doctor Sleep, man. I, I I'm definitely got to read the book now. I I don't know. I feel like I should have committed to actually reading the books before we, we watch these. That was a fun mission but, I, I put on myself. Yeah, because like you know, it, it's I don't know. It's weird because some some movies that are good don't take directly from yeah. like they're all based on the book, you know. So hopefully the movies will say based on the book about this and but people go, Oh, it's a book, so it's gonna be exact no. no. Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work all. like that. It's like video game adaptations. You have to change them in order to make them work because some things were in the game because it's a game yeah. and it had to have a challenge. Yeah. So you know it does not transfer well. <laughs> but yeah. Emma. Doctor Sleep. Um also in the same order as you, Dr. Sleep in the tall grass, Carrie, and then Mr. Harrigan. But Dr. Sleep had me fucked up. That movie is, I mean, it's legitimately what everybody said. It's, there are so many aspects of that movie that made it incredible. It hurt me to my core. And it had me absolutely terrified because there are so many people out there that, their whole goal is hurting kids and messing with kids, which, by the way, if you didn't know, is pretty fucked up and you should do something about stopping that. 
Um, my PSA for the day. <laughs> Keep an eye on kids because they're important. Um, but that movie had me absolutely terrified the entire time. So, yeah, that it just it knocked on all the right doors. So, yeah, I would have to go with that. So, I tasked myself with reading the stories before we did the reviews. So, it was a book a week. I mean, yeah, I could have some of these were really short, but out of the four stories I read, I enjoyed Dr. Sleep. No. Yes. Dr. Sleep was the best story that I read. And then Carrie was a close second because I haven't read that in a very long time. Uh, the way the book is is paced, it's like a little bit of Carrie's mind, newspaper article. Carrie's mind, a book that Sue wrote. And it was a really cool aspect of just seeing from different points of view of the night of the prom and just the aftermath. But Dr. Sleep's really, really good. Uh, in that episode, you heard me talk about it and how they changed characters and it made me sad because uh, Danny wouldn't have been my favorite character if they played people the right way from the book. Uh, his friends are really cool friends and they are there for the final fight. But Dr. Sleep was great. I, I like that movie a lot. I'm sad that the ending's the way it is because they could have had Ewan McGregor just not die and keep making those shining movies but they had an idea i guess i don't know fuck me i don't make movies so <laughs> look at that he's a force ghost in two universes yeah i guess he's, he'll be just a shine ghost, <laughs> i guess which is stupid just make him alive but what do i know well i if they do make another one i could see them going the route of giving her the oh, the yeah. emphasis like oh, yeah. that that would make and a he'll lot pop of sense up and help and yeah stuff, and, and that i can i can totally get that as if yeah. they're gonna carry it on but then they kind of left it at a point where <laughs> they don't carry. have to if they don't want to yeah so they didn't ruin anything by trying to do a cliffhanger or trying to do you yeah, know that's true well he could easily he could easily come back as her tony like well, he, i think that's what he keeps going for. he keeps seeing the guy that helped him in the oh, hotel yeah dick he keeps seeing him and like it's just you know he's like a ghost but he's still telling him shit so ewan mcgregor could easily just yeah. be that yeah he'll be there to help abra out so i get it so with that that is the end of this episode so if you have any other cool fun facts about i don't know telekinesis psychokinesis or any type of kinesis uh don't show me or show katie yet Allentown Pod. We have an email address. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. Wait, but Facebook can't. Allentown Presents. It's either that talking about telekinesis or church stuff. I just want to look at these. What about my yeah, knees? I don't, want, I don't want to know about church shit. Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I want to Get that bullshit out of here. <laughs> so that was episode 296 in the books in the pocket out of sight. Four more movies. That's 300. And I think the way it's pacing to be, it'll be the episode before we start the Halloween Screamathon this year. Uh, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm very pumped. But the music you listen to right now, that is Flippin' the Combined Effort. Flippin' the CE anywhere you can find them. The studio pizzas. Thank you so much for the artwork. And Otis, uh, if you're listening to this as you're editing, make sure you talk to Flip and the Combined Effort. Make sure you got that new intro for October going. I'm very pumped. I have an idea. Screamathon, the beginning of season five. Yeah, I'm very pumped. So um, but yeah, that was Stephen King month. So that means we have one more month before the Halloween Screamathon, which means we're doing Fern Her. You know, 
that month. Because we're whoring for the the month where we toss out some of the bangiest bangers we can from other countries. Because America, we do all right. But other countries are just like, nah, we make good shit every day. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So we'll do that. Everybody will get to pick one. I think it's five weeks. That's why it's not the end of it at 300. So 301, uh, I don't know, we'll flip a coin or something. We'll let the baby decide. Pick a foreign. Don't you smile at me. <laughs> don't, you, don't you smile at me. Oh, and now you're not going to smile when Katie's looking. Pick a movie. <laughs> what about that one? What about Ringu? That's a good one. That's got a kid in it. You want to smile at Ringu? What, what about... Uh, he shook his head. He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what? Kai, what? Kayako? Oh, yeah? You want to get that one? There's a little kid in there. He mouths like a cat. Yeah, you want to see the cat one? Nah, that would freak you out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll figure this out. Um, but yeah, it'll be some good foreign horror movies. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another foreign horror movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Oh, now you want to be silent? Now you don't want to be silent? Yeah. <laughs> Wants to be quiet. He's like, I don't want to say nothing now. <laughs> <laughs>